Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So there's a couple ways to look at this. Right? Golden State, an overwhelming favorite to beat Cleveland. We had an exclusive on this show this week that they were 1,000-point favorites. Uh, my guy Eddie reporting that, that the Warriors were favored by 1,000 points over the Cavaliers. And Cleveland covered the spread. They did. I, I don't know if you listened yesterday to the show. Maybe you didn't. You might get back and heard the podcast. But at the very end, I told you that my degenerate gambling friend said the smart money, the historic money, uh, the the trends rather indicate that you bet on Cleveland because these big favorites game one of the finals. Usually, you take the underdog. You do pretty well, and Cleveland covered the spread. And for forty eight minutes, back and forth, they traded punches. Dead eve. You know, the, the, the LeBron James worshipers, their God, their deity, played very well. He had 51 points. They can slobber all over LeBron James. Good for them, right? And it's good for us because J.R. Smith is alive and well and 
part of a team. Like, JR should always be on, like, the Phoenix Suns or the Atlanta Hawks or one of the doormats, but he's been in Cleveland for a number of years now, and you figured eventually something like this was going to happen. You had J.R. Smith's boner uh, in Cleveland, and they completely vanished. They played like the Rockets in the second half of uh, playoff games. That's how, that's how the Cavaliers were in overtime. So you, I assume you saw the game. Maybe not. J.R. Smith, after George Hill missed a foul shot that would have given Cleveland the lead with like five seconds, less than five seconds to go, J.R. Smith grabbed the rebound. And then, like a baseball player forgetting how many outs there were or a certain college basketball player calling a timeout without having any, uh, J.R. Smith decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dribble this out right now. I'm going to dribble, dribble, dribble. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to win the game? It would have only been better if J.R. Smith had thrown the ball in the air. That would have been even better. You know how they uh, – no, no. I, I was trying to think, like, what could have been more magical than what J.R. Smith did? And the only thing would have been, you know, at the end of, uh, the, like, a team winning a, a championship in the NBA, they'll throw the ball into the rafters. Now, that would have trumped what J.R. Smith ended up doing, but not by much. Not by much. Steph Curry had 29, Kevin Durant 26. You know, you can – listen, the numbers were there. Those guys all scored about where they were supposed to be. And the Warriors end up taking game one of the finals. They win by 10, but they don't win by 12 and a half or more. So if you're a Cleveland gambler, you got the win in that. But let's talk about it. The question, and we'll we'll go right to it. Who gets more of the blame? Is it George Hill, whose foul shot could have given Cleveland the lead? He made one out of two. Or is it J.R. Smith? Who's the fall guy? And this after a careful thorough review, we have determined it is J.R. Smith by a country mile. It's J.R. Smith. And, and you know, I, I, somebody says, ah, oh, well, George Hill, he missed a foul shot. No. The fact that George Hill made a foul shot in that situation is a mitzvah. It's a great thing for the Cavaliers. To expect him to make two foul shots, now that, see, that's just going too far. You've gone way too far at that particular moment. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got the masterpiece feeling out, and the nincompoop. And we will tie all of this together for you. Now, number one, for J.R. Smith, this is his own Mona Lisa, right? This is the masterpiece. Cleveland was in position to pull off a stunner, right? The kind of thing where you would say the Warriors threw the game and this was scripted for the NBA. Cleveland had it. They were right there, right? And then he morphed in to the guy we thought he was, the space cadet. It's in his DNA, J.R. Smith. He's the captain of the space cadets, one of the great bloopers in NBA Finals history. And they're going through the archives, going through all the great mistakes that have been made in NBA Finals history. And you'll find a couple, but that's got to be in the top five, if not the top three. For J.R. Smith. And personally, not that we're historians of anybody, because that's not how we roll here, but if you were to do a deep dive on J.R. Smith's career, and he's had some very interesting moments. Uh, When he played with the Knicks, didn't he buy a tank? He bought bought a, uh, I believe he bought a tank right after he signed a contract with the Knicks. Uh, So he had that. Uh, and, And so he's done some crazy stuff in his illustrious career in the NBA. But this has to be the defining moment. 
you would say, right? I mean, that's and that's saying something. I mean, this this is a guy earlier in this NBA regular season tossed soup, tortilla soup, at a Cavs assistant coach. He didn't value soup, and the Cavaliers said, we, we got to keep you. They kept him, and their comeuppance was in game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, but the thing about George Hill is that George Hill missing a foul shot that could have given Cleveland the lead is a bad situation. But the fact that he made one under the immense pressure uh, is, I found it surprising. So, so J.R. Smith grabs the rebound and then proceeds to dribble, dribble, dribble. And the thing that made it even better was how far out he dribbled. And it was reminiscent to me, although it was a different situation, much more important situation if you want to go basketball and all that. Uh, but I, I tweeted out because earlier in the game there was this, this JaVale McGee dunk that was blocked. And it was one of the most beautiful things I'd seen. The rim actually stopped JaVale McGee's dunk. And so it, it, I flashed back to when he was with the Washington Wizards and the famous incident where all the players were going one direction and J.R. Smith was running the other direction. And it kind of felt similar to that. Uh, if, when JaVale McGee, rather, was running the, uh, the one direction, the players were running the other. In this case, it was J.R. Smith like running way back from the basket, going away from the basket, and was like, what, what the hell is he doing? And he decided, and I, and it's a very bold decision, and, and a lot of guys wouldn't have the chutzpah to do it, to dribble out the clock, to ice the clock, <laughs> and right about that moment, I have a special television. My TV's better than yours. Uh, I could literally see the air getting sucked out of the balloon for the Cavaliers. That was a back-breaking situation for Cleveland. And then by the end of overtime, you had Tristan Kardashian get kicked out for I don't know what, and then he lost his cool. He gets ejected. He wants to get into it with Draymond Green. And uh, one thing about Draymond, he does not – he does not uh, play to the crowd, Draymond. He doesn't. Uh, he's not a an agitator. He's not. He doesn't add on. He's not a guy when you cut your leg that pours salt over. That's not how Draymond Green rolls. So I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why Tristan Kardashian would be all upset. I have no idea. No idea. All right. The second thing here. Now the assumption. You know what happens when you assume, right? Uh, you assume often you're wrong. And in this case, uh, the majority of the money was on the Golden State Warriors, and you know the, the, the expectation was they were going to come out of the locker room before the game and have a 20-point lead. And, yeah, the, and here's the, of course, we know that's not how it works, uh, but you figured at some point there would be separation. There were several moments where Golden State was in position to expand the margin and 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 go turbo time, and they were – unable for, or unwilling to do it at several points of the game. Or you felt like, all right, this is a spot Cleveland's going to get annihilated here, and it did not happen in game one. But Golden State, it's kind of like in, in boxing parlance, you have the dominant fighter and you have the lightweight. And Cleveland's a lightweight. They're still a lightweight. People are going to over, overreact to this particular performance. But Golden State, as if you're the dominant fighter, you can – if you have a clear talent divide here, you can kind of – and it's not a rope-a-dope, but it's the feeling-out process in a fight, right? You're the, if you're better, if you clearly have an advantage, and the Warriors use that technique against a weaker, a clearly weaker opponent in Cleveland, and they, they took full advantage of it, and there's no reason to be afraid if you're the Golden State Warriors here. You know, it turned out 
They played with fire. They, they challenged the boogeyman, LeBron James, and they survived to live another day. Uh, and I wouldn't put it past them to do it again in game number two. Now, the last thing on this, we'll get some reaction from the locker room as it is, but uh, LeBron James had all the stats, right, all the stats, and uh, there's a many mainstream media people that would like to have sex with LeBron James. They're so excited by his 51 points. My God, are they aroused. Uh, and Cleveland had a chance to win, and all of that is meaningless. All of that means nothing. Cleveland, is, there's no chance that they're going to win the NBA Finals. And there's a lot of dumb people now that you know how this works. Even though Golden State won the game, the fact that Cleveland had a chance to take the lead, several chances, they had the lead late in the final seconds, and they had a chance to get the lead with less than five seconds to go. Here's what I'm going to remember, right? We often point out that when we watch these dopey sporting events, the, our brain, we're all wired the same. We, you, you remember two things in a sporting event. You're going to remember the emotional peak, and you're going to remember the final score, the result, right? So you're going to remember, in this game, I'll remember J.R. Smith zooming out away from the basket, right? Rather than going on the attack, he was like a French soldier running the other direction. I'll remember that. And then I'll remember the fact that, yeah, there he goes. He's flying away. And then I'll remember the end of the game. The fact that Golden State kicked Cleveland's ass in overtime. And I, I'll forget about that mild dust-up between Tristan Kardashian and Draymond Green. I'm not going to remember that. You know, some are saying, well, Draymond Green could be suspended or you know, for, for, for showboating, I guess, and rubbing it in, uh, being the agitator, and then Thompson or Kardashian, as we call him, uh, could be in trouble. Uh, listen, if that happens, that's a huge advantage for Cleveland, not that it's going to matter. It's not going to matter. You try to level the playing field all you want. Uh, let's hear a little taste from the locker room here. Uh, Ty Lu, Mr. Anxiety himself, the coach of the Cavaliers. It's not going to help his anxiety. Golden State should have lost the game to help Ty Lue's anxiety. It's a bad job by them. They clearly don't care about mental health. What's wrong with them? Uh, here's Ty Lue. You'll hear the question and the answer, and uh, this is all about our friend the Space Cadet. What did you say or what did JR say to you in the locker room about the, the play at the end of regulation? He thought he thought it was over. Thought it was over. <laughs> thought it was over as he it, thought we were up one. Yeah. Well, it was over, actually. As it turned out, he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. He dribbled it out, and the Cavaliers stopped playing at that point. So J.R. Smith was technically correct. The game was over. They had no chance to win after that. They were beaten and broken. Go! All right, so... In that context, my man J.R. Smith nailed it. He said he, th- he thought the game was over. They were ahead. It was over. They didn't even show up in the overtime. They didn't even show up. Uh, here's more. Here's uh, Ty Lou. Ty Lou again, and uh, he he's trying to be optimistic about, well, you can't assume things. Listen to this. Who knows if Jay would have made the layup anyway? It was tough. You know, he had like a little. He, he could have had a little floor. Somebody was there. Then you know you're thinking about calling the timeout, but then Braun was open for a second, and then it just it just happened too fast. So you know we came into the to the huddle. You know we had a chance to win. We had to regroup and you know try to win it. But they they came out and played well in overtime. I would like to quote a hockey player. Like to quote a hockey player because you know, Ty Lue is trying to defend his guy. Coach has to defend his players. It's one of the great quotes of all time. It's never been forgotten. This guy hasn't played in a long time. He blew me off when he got traded. I was uh, there to interview him. 
And uh, he blew me off when he got traded to the St. Louis Blues. But Wayne Gretzky, who said famously back in his, in his heyday when he was the biggest thing and the biggest star in the history of hockey, Wayne Gretzky said, and I believe it's still accurate today, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Well, I don't think anyone would disagree that J.R. Smith probably would have screwed that up and missed it. You, you're guaranteed to miss if you don't take the shot. He didn't take the shot. All right, here's uh, we we got a little little Jr. here. Can we play a little bit of that? Oh, they've not uh, they've not sliced that up. Is that right? We get all right. We'll have a little. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, let's let's play. This is uh, Jr. Smith at the podium at the dais at the uh, NBA Finals here. Let's listen to the uh, back and forth here. Take us through that sequence with four seconds left in the game. Um. Well, George shot the free throw. Um, I got the rebound. Um, we were tie ball game. Um, we had a timeout, and I was trying to get enough space because uh, I obviously can't stand it right there. Um, trying to get enough space to bring it out to get it, maybe get a shot off. And then I see him. I looked. I looked over at Brian. He looked like he was trying to call a timeout, so I just stopped. And then uh, the game was over. You knew you were tied. You didn't think you were leading. No, I seen it. I knew it was a tie. It's just I thought I was gonna call a timeout because I got the Liar! Uh, Liar! I'm pretty sure everybody didn't think I was gonna shoot over Katie right there. Pinocchio! On the replay, on the replay, it looked like you said to LeBron, "I thought we were ahead." If I thought we were ahead, then I, I would have just held onto the ball that was fouled me. But we, clearly, that wasn't the case. Jr., did you not? On the replay, it doesn't look like you have a clear layup. I mean, there's two guys there, and you had no clear pass to the basket. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I saw KD standing right next to me. Um, he had, he already had what four blocks, so I wasn't about to be the fifth. Oh, you Jared, does this feel like one of the guys? He's right. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, we had a couple opportunities to win a game. Um, ball the whistle, ball bounced the ball, just didn't go our way. Were you guys rattled <laughs> by that reverse call? Um. I was. Uh, I'm sure some of my teammates were, but that's to be expected, I guess. <laughs> he lied to your face. I got to tell you, he's very calm. You think he medicated himself? Any of that? He's legal in California. It sounded like he medicated himself, possibly. A little self-medication there. Very calm. You'd think. Hey, all the, everyone's all worked up, man. People are freaking out because J.R. Smith decided to run the other way, and they're, they're going nuts on this. And uh, my man J.R. Didn't, uh, didn't seem that upset by it. I love the fact that he, you know, we we, uh, we had someone that used to work here in the past, and the, the in the hallways, we say that's a person that will lie to your face. J.R. Smith will lie to your face. Y- anybody who even has like five minutes worth of studying of lip reading, you can watch J.R. Smith tell LeBron James that he thought they had the lead. He thought that Cleveland had the lead, and he just he just told the media, oh, no, no, I knew this, I knew the situation. I don't know. I knew what was going on. I was aware of that. Yeah. All right. It's just, it's just wonderful. Uh, it gets better and better. It is the Ben Maller Show. I don't even want to take calls. I, you know, I don't want to take calls. I got more to say. 
I got more to say. We don't have time to say hello to Eddie because we we played the whole damn J.R. Smith. Thing. He's right here. There he is. Well, Eddie. it's not like you don't have much to talk about. I mean, my yeah. God, it's, yeah. uh, the calls would just ruin it anyway. The calls this is, would this suck. Is, probably. I mean, yeah. I know you're always happy to have a four hour show. You know, yeah, most, I wish it was longer. I seven. Mo- I do seven something. Yeah, yeah, most of these other shows they only get three. We every get other four. show here. Every four other show. Hours. Every other show's not pulling their weight. They only you, do three hours. You yeah. need four hours to I talk do. about yeah. everything that happened in that game. I, uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we will take full advantage of that. We absolutely will. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So a lot to discuss with the NBA Finals. Game one of the NBA Finals in Golden State, favored by 12 and a half, and they won by 10. So they didn't cover the spread. So if you're a Cleveland gambler, congratulations. You won. If you bet the total, you're very happy with J.R. Smith because the game went to overtime, and that meant a whole lot more offense. Good all the way around. Good all the way around. Uh, but if you missed it, maybe you were doing something, you weren't able to watch, you worked the third shift, you were sleeping, whatever the, the case might be. Uh, so the, the game was tied up. Uh, George Hill, Mr. George Hill there, he made a foul shot, one out of two, pressure foul shots. He misses the second, makes the first. J.R. Smith swoops in. He gets the rebound. And he's got a shot, right? Cleveland on the road can steal a game in the NBA Finals. They can take home court advantage away from the Golden State Warriors in game one. What are the odds? Oh, everyone's so excited. So with 4.7 seconds left, George Hill misses the foul shot. And then about two-tenths of a second later, J.R. Smith grabs the offensive rebound. So the game's tied at 107. Tied at 107. What does J.R. Smith then do? What? Yeah, he he runs, dribbling the basketball the opposite direction from the from the the, the rim, the the object of one's affection. Uh, we're trying to score a basket and be the hero, and J.R. runs away from it. And to make it even better, the the camera crew there at the NBA Finals, you could. Read the lips of J.R. Smith because LeBron James came over. He's all upset with, with J.R. Smith, and he said, oh, "Well, you know, he was like, what were you thinking?'" Which is what everyone was like. What the hell were you thinking? And you could see J.R. Smith say, "I thought we had the lead." I am paraphrasing that, but they thought they had the lead, and so he completely screwed up. And then he has the chutzpah when addressing the media after the game. J.R. Smith, the little weasel. Uh, he uh, he lies to everybody. He's like, oh no, I knew what the situation was and all that, and uh, it was just great. So so you got Golden State winning, and you've got a closer game than it was supposed to be, right? I mean, Golden State shot fifty one percent and had to go to overtime to win a game on their home court when it was the LeBron James show and there was nothing else. LeBron had fifty one points in the game, and. I guess I'm not wired like everybody else here because I I mean I kind of thought he would score a bunch of points. I'm not that overly impressed. Does that make me a bad person that I'm not overly impressed that LeBron James had 51? Cuz I think there's several people at ESPN that have orgasms right now that he had 51 points and I'm just not I'm like okay, I mean he's, they got one guy. They got one guy on that team. He's that's what he's, you know, supposed to do. He's supposed to score a zillion points. He did. I, I guess I'm I'm bad at this because I'm not sitting here and ball washing LeBron James. I I wish I had that in me. I don't have that in me, but I do have some audio that I want to play here. So the the Warriors win. Their guys all you know they're big, the big three, 
with a uh, wink and a nod to Draymond Green, who was very involved at the end of it. But yet Durant with 26, Klay Thompson had 24, Steph Curry had 29. So they had around the production you would expect them to have. Durant missed a couple of shots. He was not good from three-point range. Uh, he It seemed like he had more turnovers. He, only had, he was only listed with one turnover, but it seemed like he made several mistakes other than that, but it didn't show up in the box score. So uh, now with that as the, the prologue, as that as the, the lead-up here, as we do a deep dive on game one of the finals. So you know J.R. Smith blew it. You, the Cavs completely – became a pile of goo in the overtime. And they just they checked out. That was it. They were done. And uh, so the Warriors win by 10. But LeBron James, who's always a mic whore, right? This guy loves the spotlight. He lives for it. Why not? And uh, he likes it when things are going well, but things not going well in game one. And listen to pouty face LeBron James. From listening to everybody's reaction to the play at the end with Jr. getting the rebound, there's still confusion about whether Jr. thought the game was tied or the way, or whether he thought you guys were ahead. From where you stood on the court and from talking to him after the play, what what's your reaction to it? What's your version? What do you mean? What's my version? Well, did he think that the game was tied, or did he think that you guys had it salted away? How do I know that? Or did you discuss it at all with him at the end of the play? No, they asked me if I talked to Jr. about it. I said no already. I knew it was a tie game. We met, we, we was down one. Um, George Hill went up. He made the first one. We got the offensive rebound. I thought we were all aware of what was going on. That's my view. So I don't know what Jr. was thinking. I don't know the question that you're trying to ask. I was just trying to see if you you knew exactly what his state of mind was. Did he think that you guys had it won, or did he think he was trying to make a play? No. Not sure. Okay. What do you mean? I'm not sure. No, I don't know his state of mind. Did you know if he knew the score? Oh, he's walking away. He's walking away from the podium. Damn! Now, as you would expect, there's a lot of people that worship LeBron James. He's a deity, and they're running to defend LeBron James. The evil media, that voice you heard, the reporter, was, a, was Mark Schwartz of the four-letter, and uh, I, I know him a little bit. Years ago, he used to be the L.A.-based reporter. He's a good dude, uh, Mark Schwartz. Um, but they're, they're making it seem like that was an unfair attack on LeBron James, that there was, this was unjust, that LeBron was the innocent little victim here. So let's ask the question. I want to talk about this with you, and we will take some calls later. We didn't take calls last hour. We'll take some calls uh, this hour, maybe. Uh, but here it is. Here's the question. So who's at fault here? You heard the exchange. You heard... The question, and you heard the response from LeBron James. He got upset, more agitated, and eventually he stormed off. He took his blankie, and he walked off the podium. Uh, Here's where I stand on this, okay? Uh, This was absolutely a fair question. And what you heard right there is a liar. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, LeBron James, let's not minimize this. Uh, LeBron James... What you heard was compulsive lying by LeBron James. And he was the reason he was getting more and more uncomfortable was not because of J.R. Smith being an idiot. It was because the reporter wanted him to speak the truth, and LeBron didn't want to do that. The, all the reporter was doing, Mark Schwartz there, was trying to get confirmation, right? It was on television, LeBron, you moron! The reason the question's asked, stupid, is because J.R. Smith 
said to you, he was talking to you when the camera was rolling, LeBron, and we could all read his lips. Even Blind Scott in Boston could read the man's lips. <laughs> all right, so my uh, my position on this, you've got diversion, the mirror, and the bag. All right, you've got all that. So we'll we'll work our way through this. Now, first of all, this was clearly a diversionary tactic by LeBron James, as I explained, right? You saw the game. You watched it. If you, if you didn't watch it live, you, it's all over the interweb. You can see it on social media. The clips are out there. They're not hiding from it. It's on all platforms, right, all platforms. J.R. Smith is telling LeBron he thought they had the lead. So – uh, LeBron James playing the victim here because he didn't want to say. he For whatever reason, he didn't want to admit it. Everyone saw it. People saw it. And LeBron couldn't keep his composure and because he was lying and he was getting called out on a lie and he couldn't keep his cool there. So he's like, oh, woe is me, man. People are punching on me. here. What's up with that? It makes him seem like a petty front runner. It's, you know, because LeBron, when when things are going well, he's like, yeah, absolutely. And, and most people are like this. You know, he wants the glory. And in this particular case, it's not even his mistake. You know, I own it. It's J.R. Smith. What's the problem with saying J.R. Smith screwed up and he told me he screwed up? Like, what's the issue there? Like, who's who's at fault? Now, the, the other thing, and, and this is another part of the – the legend of LeBron James is, you know, you, you look at the the mirror, LeBron. Is there anybody more braggadocious about having a high basketball IQ? What, do you want me to shut my brain off? That's LeBron James, right? He knows everything. He's the smartest guy in the room when it comes to basketball, LeBron James. You guys want me to turn my brain off because I'm a, I have a huge basketball yeah. IQ? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, Mr. Intellectual, all of a sudden, this is beyond him, right? A simple question... What was J.R. Smith thinking, which is really should have been phrased, what did he say to you because we saw what he said to you, LeBron? Huh? Exactly. Now, the last part of this, here, here's some advice. If you're going to lie, LeBron, if, you, if you're going to go down compulsive lying avenue, and it happens all the time in sports, right? They're, they're called little white lies, you know, being economical with the truth and all that, exaggerating, uh, as they say. You got to have the default answer. As someone that cut my teeth in the radio business back when we had radio reporters and I'd go to locker rooms, I did that for years for the Mighty 690. Shout out to my old station, which now plays Spanish rock. Uh, but but back in those days when I was doing that, I I knew when someone was lying. And, and, and they you, know, you play the game, right? It's, it's, it's the give and take. It's the ebb and flow of this. Uh, it's how the play goes. And the reporter asked the question, if it's an uncomfortable question, typically what happens, baseball players are really good at this, you go deep in the bag of cliches, right? Cliches and platitudes. My advice to LeBron here is uh, if you want to answer that question, the way he could have answered that question by not actually answering the question is, uh, well, that play didn't cost us the game, so it doesn't matter. I love when guys do that. When a play obviously costs the team a game, and then he comes out and says, well, that play didn't cost us a game. Right? See, the problem is LeBron has built up this legend that he remembers everything, right? That he can't say, I don't remember, which would have been what a lot of people would have in that situation would have done. So, oh, I don't remember. You know, Heat of the moment. 
I don't remember. He couldn't do that because that would ruin the legend, right? The legend is he remembers everything. Uh, you remember that moment in Boston where he ran down the last few plays, looked like he was looking at the score sheet. But nonetheless, he ran down the last few plays. So he this is a, a spot where LeBron let the media, and as a result, through that window, you and us, you know, fanboys, uh, see him sweat. It's a bad job by you. But wait, there's more. It gets even better. Do we have that soundbite, Coop, that uh, we uh, we have? This? All right, so just to prove, now this was actually, uh, we got this from uh, a listener found this, right? I think this is from uh, a listener. But we, I, uh, Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, they probably want credit, but I don't remember who. It's uh, one of our female listeners uh, sent this in. But this is a, a soundbite. So LeBron James is walking off the dais at the NBA Finals, and just to prove that he's a pouty <laughs> Pouty guy, which kind of—I mean, we knew that. It's not—that's not exactly breaking news, right? That LeBron's pouting, sulking, and whining. But in case you thought he wouldn't be pouting, sulking, and whining, we know he walked off the podium, which is one thing. But see if you can listen here. Listen to the LeBron. He's walking off. This is—he's off the stage there, and he listen to what he says to the assembled media that's still in the room. Listen to this. You better tomorrow. Be better tomorrow. The man just lied to the face of all the media, <laughs> and LeBron has the chutzpah to tell the media to be better. He just lied to their face and then has the balls to storm out of the room and say, be better. Play it again. Play it again. This is outstanding by LeBron. I mean, what? what is the, what is the world coming to? Listen to this. Be better tomorrow. Be better tomorrow. What uh, a tool. <laughs> my response to LeBron, how about you don't lie tomorrow, LeBron? How about that? How it's about not a you, murder. Got to go. How about this, LeBron? Tell the truth tomorrow, LeBron. It's a basketball game. We all saw J.R. Smith, LeBron. All right. I'm going to have anxiety by the time we're done with this. Uh, let's say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, <laughs> Judas Garcia. I've I've opened the lines, Eddie. The lines ah. have been opened. Hallelujah! I say. Coop the loop. Time to earn your keep. Yeah. The crazies will be out tonight, but you can call us up if you want. The lines are open now. At eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's. An hour and 15 minutes of caller-free radio that we just did there, Eddie. Amazing. It was wonderful. Shockingly good. Oh, yeah. so good. All right, so your thoughts on this, Eddie. A seasoned, grizzled a radio guy. Uh, did I lay that out pretty good? Did I miss anything here? Am I being unfair to LeBron James? Well, I will just say that I, I still think it's amazing that he scores 51 points. I, I'm not going to just kind of blow that off. He's 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 ridiculous as, as far as what kind of player he is. But as far as what... <laughs> what he said in the press conference in his little exchange with Mark Schwartz, I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I mean, uh, as you said, we all know what happened at the end of the game. We could see there's a billion cameras and super slow-mo and all that kind of stuff. So asking him what J.R. Smith said to him is uh, – he's a doing, fair, his, job. He's doing his job. He's doing He was simply looking for confirmation. He was looking for the confirmation. Especially when you've got the coach saying one thing and the player and, and yeah. J.R. Smith saying something else. Well, you were right there. What did he say to you? Yeah. 
Instead, LeBron's like, oh, I can't handle this. Give me a pacifier. I got to get a pacifier here. And then he has the be better thing at the end. Oh, that's uh... just priceless. Isn't that great? The man just lied to everybody's face and then (laughs) says be better. Only way it could have been better is if he walked out carrying a Godfather book. Oh, that would have been been great. Yeah. Well, remember in the Eastern Finals in Boston, remember he was sitting there reading that book or pretending to read the book before? uh, The Godfather's the gold standard, yeah. Hardest question LeBron's ever been asked in his NBA career. Been in the NBA for like 15 years. Hardest question he's ever been asked. Favorite part of the Godfather. Hardest question. Most impossible question. It's just his favorite movie, as he, yes, he claims. Yes, he, he watches he didn't have it an answer, though. as motivation. He watches it. Uh, he's watched it, you know, dozens of times. It's just man, is this fun? This is good. I can we do 12 hours? Let's do 12 hours. Just, we'll just keep going. We're not going to stop. We're just going all. When it comes to, I know Malice at the Palace is gold standard, right? That was the the number one night of radio. It was was a Bruder film style coverage. This is not bad. For an NBA Finals game, uh, just the assortment of things you can uh, chew on is pretty impressive. Yeah. And we're just scratching the surface here. We're just just at the very yeah. And Ben, you thought this game was going to be boring. I, I did. I was <laughs> I was taking Kevin Durant's advice. If you want drama, you go to a movie or you get some music. You don't go to the NBA Finals for drama. That's what my guy Durant told me. He told me that yesterday or two days ago now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop de Loop who does not have a man purse. I don't think he does. I do not. But if he did have one, he'd have weed in it. But what do you got, Coop? Ben, there was a report that surfaced earlier this week that says that the Boston Celtics may trade up to draft Mo Bamba. Yeah. You think this is a good idea, Ben? Well, I love the name Mo Bamba. The name Mo Bamba, I hope he's a star because it's a fun name to say, right? There can be some song parodies, Mo Bamba. Uh, it sounds like a great idea. It's not going to happen, though. And there's a couple reasons why. A, Mo Bamba, defensive dynamo, offensively challenged, kind of like a, a, a more athletic DeAndre Jordan. But the Celtics have enough. They have enough offense. They need a player like that. The problem, though, the second part is the Celtics have the 27th pick. Mo Bamba is projected as a top five pick in the draft. You can do the math. You don't get from 27 to the top five unless you trade a whole bunch of players. I don't think Mo Bamba is worth it. He's unproven. All these players in the draft are lottery tickets. If the Celtics make a big trade, here's what they do. There's two guys, Carl Anthony Towns or the Unibrow. That's it. That's the list. Big game hunting. Next. Mo Bamba. Uh, speaking of the NBA draft, I like pers- my song version. Go, go, yes, go ahead. Personnel around the league expect the Suns to pick DeAndre Ayton with the first overall pick. Yeah, you think this is the right choice? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, listen, it's blind dart throwing, as I just explained with Mo Bamba. The draft wonks seem convinced that this guy, DeAndre Ayton, is going to be the centerpiece of an NBA franchise for the next year, next ten years, and they're they're trying to one up each other, one upmanship here. It's like, oh, this guy's going to be David Robinson. This guy's going to be Sean Kemp. This guy's going to be, you know, the greatest center of all time. Uh, I'll believe it when it happens. I'll believe it when it happens. It certainly was an intimidating presence presence in the Pac-12. I got family that lives in Phoenix. They used to love the Suns. They were season ticket holders. They haven't been to a game in a decade. The team sucked. They've been morbid. They need something to wake that franchise up because they've been garbage for a long time. Next. Now, the Rockets have two major free agents this offseason in Chris Paul and Clint Capella. 
You think they'll be able to retain them both? No, no. The, the Rockets will keep Chris Paul, and his brittle body will stay in Houston to haunt our friend Chris in Houston and all the Rocket fans that weaseled on bets they made with us. Clint Capella's gonzo, though. I, I, and the reason why, listen, Paul's going to stay because he's, you know, he's made his bed of nails with James Harden. That's fine. But Capella, he's gone. He's going to get paid. He's blossomed over the last four years into a very effective secondary player on a good team doing the grunt work. Some doormat like the Mavericks or the Lakers or the Suns is going to overpay for Clint Capella. It's doubtful the Rockets will be in that same financial stratosphere, so they'll let him go somewhere else. There it is, Mallard of the third degree, with plenty of time to spare, might I add. How did we do? Mm, you got a C. That's a passing grade. I won the game. I won. Enough. Unlike the Cavs, I won the game. See that? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. All right, enough of that. Let's get to the jokes. We got jokes. People want to hear jokes, right? <laughs> Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. All right, here we go. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners like yourself. Batting lead off on Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Our leadoff hitter, he's got a very high on-base percentage, Sirius Sean. Hello, Sirius Sean. Hi, everybody. Well, Sean, people listen to the radio by themselves. But go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. I was talking to everyone in the room with you. No, they, they don't want to talk. They, you're talking to me. They don't. No, Hi, no, Sean. No one else is listening. Hi, Eddie. No, he's not listening. Hola, Eddie's not, Sean. No, he's not listening. Yeah, hey, Danny. Yeah. Hey, Sean. No, none of them. Are, they're all. Those are all drops. Yeah. All right. What's on your mind there, Sean? Give us the lame joke. What do you got, buddy? Okay, how do baseball players stay friends? How do baseball players stay friends? I, I don't know. I don't know. They touch base every once in a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, take care. There he goes, our friend Sirius Sean. So the way this works, if you're new to our show, welcome. I'll read the joke. These are lists of submitted jokes. Eddie will bounce it back to me. I'll bounce it off him. I'll give you the punchline. Danny G will play this if it's funny. <laughs> He'll play this if it's not funny. And if it could go either way, you'll, you'll hear this. Who is that, Shirley? Yeah, and Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. Here we go. You are ten times more likely to get bitten by a New Yorker than a shark, Eddie. According to the is story. that right? Yes. Wow. In, a re- in a related note, Discovery is now adding Big Apple Week to their lineup. It's from Joe in New York. Thank you for that, Joe. Uh, 400 years ago, a man was found humping... The beach. Okay. Yeah, they call it Rhode Island. It's uh, from George in Rochester, Minnesota. There's another one from good old George. Uh, what did the tree say after it lost all its leaves? Uh, what did the tree say after it lost all its leaves? I don't know, Ben. Now I'm all sticky. Who is that, Shirley? Wow. Kim Jong-un wants to open a burger Restaurant as a show of goodwill to the United States. Yeah, I heard about that. Turns out that meeting with Donald Trump is just to get a Big Mac. <laughs> right, that's uh, from Mike. Anything over there, Coop? You had anything you want to start with here? Uh, I'm going to hold off for now. All right. Uh, why do birds fly upside down over Weed Man Hippie's house? <laughs> I-, I don't know, Ben. Why do birds fly upside down over Weed Man Hippie's house? Because there's nothing worth crapping on, uh, according to Anthony in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> this is very mean. Uh, why did Weed Man Hippie quit the Ben Maller show? 
Oh, I don't know. Why did Weedman quit the Ben Maller show? He hit it big with a Nigerian prince, Eddie. Oh. Uh, yeah, answer that email. Good and, for him. Yeah. It's from Anthony in Anaheim who sent that in. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. What happens when Bartolo Colon starts taking Ambien? Ooh. What happens when Bartolo Colon starts taking Ambien? I don't know, Ben. He exercises. It's amazing. <laughs> it's stunning. Stunning how that works. Uh, what do you call a burner account on Twitter belonging to the Lakers executive? Lakers executive burner account. I don't know. What do you call that, Ben? At Danny G Radio. <laughs> That's from Kurt from Earth. Oh, come on, Danny. That's not funny, Kurt. It's hilarious. Laughing my ass off at that. Koopa Loop. Anything in, not yet? No? Uh, um, yeah. What, okay. <laughs> why did J.R. Smith not show up to a drug deal? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. Because he forgot the score. Oh, <laughs> that's not right. That's, that's wrong. That's from the Aussie guy. You racist. All right. Uh, why was Weedman Hippie turned down for the spokesperson job for Sleep Number? I, I don't know, Ben. Why was Weedman turned down by Sleep Number? He's a dream killer. That's why. Right oh. there. There you go. That's from Just Who Josh. Is that, Shirley? Who sent that one in? All right. Here, the let's get a few more in here. Uh, what kind of beer does Bartolo Cologne do Bartolo Cologne fans drink? Oh, uh, I don't know, Ben. What kind? Heifer Bison. Yeah, from Gordon in Tacoma. <laughs> why do Vegas prostitutes dislike hockey Whoa. so much? Uh, I don't know. Why do prostitutes in Vegas dislike hockey? They hate the hooking penalties. They can't stand it. That's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Why is it always dark at Adrian Peterson's house? I don't know, Ben. Why is it always dark at uh, Peterson's house? The judge told him to never touch a switch again. Uh, That's from George in Minnesota. (laughs) What's Bartolo Colon's favorite part of the Ben Maller show? Uh, I don't know. What is Bartolo's favorite part of our show? Three bites, one second. (laughs) So Max, Max sent that one in. Uh, all right. I, think, you know, I, I can't even get the surfer Todd joke. He's doing a stand-up at the, the comedy hole in Hollywood. It's Sal's comedy hole. All right, here's the last joke. All right, here we go. Bill Belichick spotted at Chick-fil-A, the drive through Eddie. Yeah, you told us yeah, about that. Yeah, he's now stealing from Andy Reid's playbook. <laughs> <laughs> at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.